yeah, so I was like, man, I was like 10. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was still super into sports and um, watching them every day and, and really, but I picking them, like, eh, it was fun to do, but it yeah. wasn't something I specifically aspired towards, you know what I mean? So uh, my dad was at a smoothie shop and they had a football pool, you know, you pick the games, there's 16 games, sorry, teams in the NFL, and uh, the winner would get the pot. Yeah. Let's say 10 people put in 50 bucks, winner gets 500 bucks, right? So uh, my dad fills one out, his friend fills one out, I mean, they're both grown men and watch a lot yeah. of football, I'm a kid. Yeah. So my dad brings it back to me. He's like, hey, Zach, you know, fill this out. And yeah. I don't think twice. I look through this, bang, 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 right? And uh, I, it goes past my mind, right? Yeah. And a few weeks later, my dad goes in the smoothie shop. And the guy goes, are you Zach? He goes, no, but my son is. Why? He goes, well, he won the football pool. And he goes, oh, that's great. He goes, yeah, we never had this before, but he got every pick right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Soho House in West Hollywood, California. I'm your host, Vito Glazers, and this is another episode of Vito Glazers After Dark. I would like to welcome my guest, Mystic Zach Hirsch, a.k.a. I Pick Wins. Zach, welcome to the show. How's it feel to be in Soho House today? It feels great. You know, when I walked in, I said, this is a total Vito Glazers type of environment. <laughs> uh, I felt the energy when I walked in, so it's perfect. I'm well, glad you're hosting it. No one else could do it. Thank you, brother. And I got to ask you, like, uh, what makes it a Vito Glazer's environment. Uh, what, what about it? Maybe. It's cool, you know? Uh, it's cool. Vito's a cool guy. He's an, you know, California guy. Uh, Rico Suave, you oh, know? I, I, I could feel the energy. Thanks, brother. Well, I appreciate it. I'll take it as a compliment. Uh, but honestly, we've got to talk about you because Zach, I've known him since he was basically a teenager. I still consider you a teenager. Zach is, uh, are you old enough to drink even? Are you old enough no. to be in here? <laughs> All right, don't tell anybody, guys. But Zach is the youngest sports betting prodigy, the youngest, most accurate sports better in America, sports picker. Um, I, I don't gamble, so I'm actually wasting my, my energy because I should start gambling because I, I look at your picks. I get them first. Um, you can find his picks at I Pick Wins on Instagram. You've built a million followers. You're, you've got a verified Instagram, verified Facebook. Uh, you're the real deal. You've got huge sponsors. You're basically in the corner with Jake Paul at all his fights. Um, Tell the audience a little bit about where you're from, how you got started in sports, and where you're trying to go from here. Yeah, so uh, I'm from, you know, I'm a local kid. I'm from yeah. Delray Beach, Florida. Yeah. And uh, kind of like a small, you know, grassroots type environment. It's like 30,000 people in the city. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I've loved sports since I was a kid. It's always my number one thing since I was very, very young. And uh, when I was younger, even like my grandma would walk me around and like she'd be like, Zach, name the players in the Cowboys. And I'd spit them out. Really? Yeah, you know, and I'd play mad and I'd memorize all the rosters. Yeah. And I'd go online, I'd memorize every statistic I could. So yeah. I was always a sports sponge. And yeah. um, as far as the boxing game, growing up, my dad had a boxing gym. So I grew yeah. up around that, managing fighters, uh, running training camps, just things like that. So yeah. the boxing game was a natural link, and my love of football just carried me through all the way. So you're. Amazing at picking all the sports. What's your personal favorite sport? Honestly, it's football. Yeah. And that's kind of the moneymaker. That's the breadwinner. That's the yeah. number one bet sport in America. Is it? Specifically, so it makes sense. Super Bowl is the most bet event every yeah. year, so... And did you pick the Super Bowl right this year? Yeah, yeah, I had the Rams and the, the under, so. That's amazing. Congratulations. Zach, you're really, you're just so fun to watch online. So how did you kind of um, go from just being a sports fan? Because, I mean, it, to me, you're still a kid, you know? So I was going to say as a sports fan, as a kid, but your, your dad actually told me a story that you were like six years old or something, and you picked like every college game. How did you, how did you do it? Yeah, so I was like, man, I was like 10. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was still super into sports and yeah. um, watching them every day and, and yeah. really. But I picking them, like, 
it was fun to do, but it wasn't something yeah. I specifically aspired towards. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, my dad was at a smoothie shop, and they had a football pool. You know, you pick the games. There's 16 games, 30 yeah. teams in the NFL. And uh, the winner would get the pot. Yeah. So let's say 10 people put in 50 bucks. winner gets 500 bucks, yeah. right? So uh, my dad fills one out. His friend fills one out. I mean, they're both grown men and watch a lot yeah. of football. I'm a kid. Yeah. So my dad brings it back to me. He's like, hey, Zach, you know, fill this out. And yeah. I don't think twice. I look through this. Bang, 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 right? And uh, I goes past my mind, right? Yeah. And a few weeks later, my dad goes in the smoothie shop. And the guy goes, are you Zach? He goes, no, but my son is. Why? He goes, well, he won the football pool. And he goes, oh, that's great. He goes, yeah, we never had this before, but he got every pick right. Wow. <laughs> so uh, my dad brought me home the cash. Yeah. And uh, after that, we knew I had a pretty good gift for it. How much cash? I think about 500. 500 bucks. If 10 I years recall old. correctly, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you win 500 bucks. Was it just luck or was there something to it? Did you actually go in there with some kind of strategy even at 10 years old? Yeah, I think my entire life I've computed it in my head whether a yeah. team's going to win based yeah. on the information that I've downloaded from watching it, right? Sure. And I have a, I like to call it selective photographic memory. Yeah, so if I'm interested in something, I really do a photographic memory. And, and I do believe that because you and I have had some conversations and you remember everything. Yeah, I can name a thousand NFL players. Yeah. I can recall any statistic I've yeah. heard in sports. And uh, I think that really helps me being able to remember every play and watching every game and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah that's always been uh, something that I've been interested in. No, that's really cool. And honestly, you're a lot of fun to watch. And uh, it's amazing seeing how successful you become. Um, so that's actually something that I'd like to kind of share with our audience a little bit today is – um, you know, you, you've basically, you started as a 10 year old kid picking sports. Um, I'm going to just assume you've made millions of dollars sports betting and selling picks. Um, you, you don't have to confirm or deny that, <laughs> uh, but I see what's going on and I'm doing the math in my head and I'm like, all right, you're not hurting. That's for sure. Um, now you have an ama- you have amazing opportunities. I mean, you were w- backstage with Kanye West and Elon Musk the other night. Um, you're you're at Kanye West concerts. You're front row at every major sporting event. Um, you have your own show coming out now on one of the biggest platforms on the internet, World Star Hip Hop, and you're going to be doing a sports show with one of the most iconic rappers in hip hop history, with Jada Kiss. Yeah. So how do you go from being a ten year old kid picking sports? Um, to being a 20-year-old with your own show on World Star with one of the most famous rappers of all time. What's kind of the journey in between there? Yeah, and it was always kind of my dream or my goal to yeah. get on TV as a sports anchor. And, you know, picking wins and just picking sports in general was kind of my way to dive in and get my name out there. Right. But um, when I first started, I was 14 when I started doing on-camera stuff. Okay. And uh, I finally went to a school where they kind of appreciated, you know, like what I was interested in, passionate yeah. about, and they encouraged me. So I did a Facebook Live show about really? sports. And uh, I'm a chubby kid. I'm, you know, <laughs> nothing like this. I'm like, Hey guys, this is Zach Hirsch, and yeah. this weekend we have the dunk contest, and I'm looking off my computer, and yeah. um, I thought I was great. Yeah, you know, and I maybe compared to the other people, I was I don't know. Yeah, but I came with my dad. I'm like, Dad, I'm already the best in the world. Like, <laughs> doesn't get better than this. Yeah, and. Uh, so I had confidence. That was yeah, good. Confidence and, is good. Uh, the info was there, but nothing with the energy, nothing like yeah. Mystic Zach wasn't born. You know, right. he wasn't created yet. Yeah. And uh, I, I was doing the Facebook Live show, and then yeah. um, one summer my school said, Zach, you know, we know you're going to go to college for sports management, sports journalism, yeah. but you need to flesh something out and get something out there for your right. resume before you go to college, right? Uh-huh. So that summer as a project, I took it upon myself. I um, built ipickwins.com. Really? Where I was going to build out, yeah, I was going to build out, uh, pick, you know, sports and whatever. And I never expected to gain, my goal wasn't to be famous picking sports. Right. My goal was to get my picks out there and to just literally have something to put on my resume for college, you right. know? 
So I started my Instagram, and uh, Shannon Briggs was training Logan Paul, and he yeah. brought me uh, out to L.A., and uh, I did some videos with Logan and yeah. met Jake and met a lot of people, and then all of a sudden I was kind of an influencer slash sports picker, yeah. and uh, that was kind of my initial foray into the Instagram social side of things mm -hmm. where people could recognize my talent at picking wins, mm -hmm. and also I could get into the social media aspect of it. Yeah. So uh, that was really cool, and just building connections and just staying friendly with everyone constantly is really important, you know, and a lot of yeah. people burn bridges and really burn relationships by asking for a lot of favors that right. you probably don't deserve, you right. know? Right. So I think just chilling, just keeping your contacts and maybe, you know, doing them some favors as well is really important. No, well, you definitely have a great mindset for, for business, for making it in the entertainment industry. Uh, I think everybody's rooting for you, and we're all super excited to see how far you're going to go. You've, you've come so far at such a young age. Um, so basically, we'd like to share some value with the audience about kind of the journey. And from getting to know you, this is kind of how I've seen the journey, and I'd like you to, like, expunge upon it and kind of tell me if I'm off here. But basically what I've seen is you kind of took the first part of your life to really master your craft. So uh, obviously you're passionate about it. So what kind of advice would you have for people that are watching this now that are maybe uh, aspiring writers, directors, influencers? Um, how, what was it about your journey that made you want to really master your craft at sports? And how, what is like a tip that you could share that made you a better sports picker? Yeah, you know, I would say my number one tip is a photographic memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's no, a great but, start. Uh, yeah, I just... I have a constant obsession to be great and things that I'm passionate about, you know, and that's in every facet that I work in, every business that I enter. So that desire to be great, to be the best is what really drove me throughout that. And um, when I really started to put my ideas out there and I wasn't hiding behind a screen right? and I was having to make them publicly, I think that put extra pressure on me to yeah. be better do greater things mm -hmm. and to, you know, be the best sports picker possible. And, mm -hmm. you know, my first year on I Pick Wins, I think that really helped catapult. I went 21-0 in my college football picks. Amazing. So that was big, right? And it's all on the record. I mean, this stuff is documented, and that's part of what makes Zach's journey so incredible is that not only did he master his craft, but then you really started documenting this stuff on social media, so it's indisputable. Yeah. So that's kind of like step two of your journey. Step one, you're kind of uh, becoming the sports master, uh, but that could be applied to anything. You could be like a singing master, a music master, a art master, um, step two is putting yourself out to the world. And you really did that. Wow. What was the biggest challenge that you faced putting, sharing your, your picks and getting the courage to put yourself out to the world like that? Um, I think just the journey to develop Mystic Zach. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Mystic Zach is different than Zach Kirsch, right? right like, Zach right. Kirsch is the kid who goes to college, and he loves his mother and his yeah. dogs and whatever. Mystic Zach is yeah. kind of a character that embodies yeah. me and has a totally different type of energy, right? Yep. So it's almost like acting or playing a role, you know? Sure. It's a totally different... Um, so I think developing that was really harder for me than the sports picks, because that comes natural to me. Sure. I'm already watching all the sports. I've got a photographic memory. Yep. And I was trying so hard the first year to get all my picks right, but yep. that, that was definitely part of the journey as well. But as yep. soon as I put myself out there and allowed myself to be criticized and yes. I was able to watch myself through less thick lenses, you yeah. know, as they say, then that was when I was really able to improve. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing for people to uh, process But when they're listening to your journey is that um, when you're on your social media journey, it's, it's not really about being perfect. It's about putting yourself out there. And then as you kind of start putting yourself out there, if you really are great at what you do, you'll kind of pick things up and thing, opportunities will come yeah. to you. And I mean, you, you're really killing it. You, you've built a following 
following. You've got over a million followers on Instagram alone. Um, you're verified on Instagram. You put out pics. People love your pics. The comments are great. I mean, you're making. You must be making people money, right? Like you've got great sponsors. You've got people coming to you. Um, and I guess part three of that now is you're just taking it to the next level. So tell us a little bit about uh, the next project you're working on and kind of how that came to be and you know what you're looking forward to in the future. Yeah, so uh, it all started with um, Dipset versus Deluxe versus. It was like a big time rap oh, the battle. Versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, me and my dad's fighter, Michael Hunter. You know, we manage him, mm-hmm. and um, he had a big spectacular knockout, and then yeah. that kind of bled into the verses. Was like Triller Box, you yeah. know, it was boxing and you know boxing rap. Boxing and rap have kind of created a new entertainment hybrid. Yeah, and I think New York is the perfect culture for that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they like to rap and then punch each other. Yeah, <laughs> or punch so, other than rap in this yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the boxing match happened, yeah. French Montana's grabbing us, and then they break yeah. down the stage, you know, yeah. and it's rap. So it's kind of yeah. crazy, and um, ended up being, like, the most legendary verses up to this point. And yeah, that one kind of launched verses into the mainstream, I would say, and especially through the social platforms. Yeah, I didn't realize how massive it was. Yeah, I mean, I was, like, I was there, yeah. and I was able to kind of see, like, this isn't normal, yeah. but I'm checking Twitter, and it's number one trending. Yeah, I'm like, huh. I, th- I think the thing is, and see, you're you're like friends with Jake Paul, and you're really in with the Paul brothers and stuff like that. I think the tell us a little bit about real quick, like how did influencer boxing kind of take off? Like, I think it's really people just like to see those confrontations and pick their side. Um, what do you think about influencer boxing? Do you think it's good for the sport, or do you think it's diluting it? I think anything that brings more eyes to the sport is good for the sport, right? I mean, it was considered a dying breed. I mean, mm-hmm. you hear it all the time. Every single person, well, after Mike Tyson stopped boxing, yeah. I stopped watching. Right. You know, and um, now their kids and grandkids are watching because yeah. of guys like Jake Paul. And I believe that it's because of the, the narrative that these guys are able to create going into it. They sure. have experience behind, you know, the video yeah. and stuff like that. And I think boxers and boxing fans in general need to acknowledge the work that went into building their yeah. social media presence, right? Absolutely. That's not a walk in the park. They yeah. dedicated their time to do that. Like, uh-huh. um, we've, you know, I've been in the gym with Jake and boxers have come at him. Yeah. Well, you didn't put in the work like I did. You don't deserve it. Yeah. The guy uploaded a thousand videos in a row. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's a daily grind. Just like uh-huh. you're daily grinding in the gym, you know? Right. Maybe it's not as tough physically, but that's mentally draining. That's a lot of work, you know? And if yeah. it was so easy, you would be able to do it, Right. right. Anybody could do it. So why don't you have a social media following if it's so easy and anyone can do it, right? So obviously this is a different skill set they bring in. And luckily we've had some guys who have a lot of athletic ability and have really put the grind in. You know, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, KSI. And uh, now Jake's kind of crossing over and fighting combat athletes, which is crazy as well. So to see where they can take it is crazy. I mean, Logan fought Floyd Mayweather, so it doesn't really get bigger than this. It's the real deal. And I find it very entertaining, and that's what matters, right? So, um, okay, i got to ask you on the record. RJ Paul's fights rigged? No, absolutely no not. No way, right? Yeah, um, that's like completely illegal. Like everyone yeah. would be arrested involved. Yeah. I mean, the commission would shut down Showtime oh. Sports. Why would anyone do that? Yeah. And I just don't understand like how how you could fake someone getting knocked out. Like before Everybody this asks. one, yeah. they they would just make up a new one. They were like yeah. after the Ben Askren, like he kind of went down quickly, yeah. but he's old and like yeah. had a hip replacement, so whatever. And then the next one, they're like they rigged it to go to a decision. Yeah, he couldn't knock Jake out. Well, why did he hit him so hard? Like, how did he know Jake wouldn't get knocked out? Like, he just happened to have a good chin. All right. Well, we got 30 seconds left on the clock. You got a new project coming out. Yep. You got Jada Kiss, Zach Hirsch, 
on World Star Hip Hop. Where can people find out more information about you? Yeah, so that's the Kiss in the Mist podcast coming out on World Star Hip Hop, produced by them. Uh, my guy Jada Kiss, who I was able to link up with after the verses. Yes. Obviously, he had the the best rap year to anyone in 2021. We're yep. gonna get some uh, spectacular guests, and uh, I can't wait to break down sports with one of the goats. All right, I can't wait to watch the show, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you follow Miss Exact on Instagram at IPickWins. This has been another episode of Vito Glazer's After Dark, live from the Soho House in West Hollywood, California. We're so grateful for you tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to our latest episode of Vito Glazer's After Dark, live from the Soho House in West Hollywood, California. And if you enjoyed tonight's episode and you'd like to know how you can support us, I invite you to check out one of our affiliate partners, Try Carrot. Carrot is an influencer black card. It's the first charge card and credit card that's built around underwriting your social media audience in order to approve you for your credit limit. It's really cool and really innovative financially. And on top of that, the black card gives you access to some amazing events. Like they did a casino night in downtown LA. They do all kinds of influencer support groups and influencer opportunities. So if that's something that you're interested in, if you're an influencer or you're an entrepreneur that is active on social media and you would like to check out a really cool credit card or charge card, uh, I got approved for up to $15,000. You can apply for free at influencerblackcard.com. So again, if you enjoyed the episode tonight and you'd like to learn how you can support us without having to spend any money at all you can apply for free i invite you to check out influencerblackcard.com and if you have any questions about it feel free to dm me on instagram at veto glazers and i can tell you all about it